Hello and welcome back to Up The Villa podcast. If you are new to our channel, subscribe, drop this video a like and get involved in the comment section down below. So we will have a light target of 800 on this episode. We've got a lot to get through. I am wearing my Diego Maradona uh, Christmas jumper. Absolutely love it. Hopefully you've all seen the advent calendar that I've done on shorts, TikTok uh, and YouTube shorts. Make sure you are following us on TikTok. Uh, so yeah, it's a little shout. If you can help me out on that, uh, go ahead and follow us on TikTok. But I just want to start with with last night's game, to be fair. And, the, and not even the game, just what happened, the scenes before the game. Because for me, it was absolutely disgusting from Legia Warsaw. Absolutely disgusting. And I'm going to bring the club into it as well. I think they've got a big part to play in the reason of why that happened yesterday as well. But the fans, absolutely disgraceful. Thugs, you know, just coming, you know, coming for a tear up, it seemed. Um, and it's just, you know, it's got no place in football anymore. And they just need to sort themselves out because it's absolutely embarrassing. I've got a tweet here from the West Midlands Police. And this just shows you the extent of, you know, what was happening. Of suspects, 41 of those were arrested for violent disorder. Four for possession of a knife slash offensive weapon and four for assaulting emergency workers. All of these arrested are away fans and will be working hard to charge and rep reprimand those suspects where we can today. And it's just absolutely just disgusting. You know, you saw the scenes of look like someone was on fire. Uh, horses were damaged. The dogs were damaged, you know, um, and... It's just, it's just disgusting, and and I think Leisure have got a big part to play in this because I spoke in the match preview about the tone what they'd used in one of their one of their articles on their official website, um, and I'll share it with you now. You know, you've got this, you've got this word in here that was in their official statement, and the so-called safety and advisory group, you know, they're already using phrases before the game of like the so-called as if as if we've made it up, as if that's the reason why we've not gave them 2,100 tickets. Like, are you thick? Like this safety and advisory group are there working alongside the police in England to restore order and safety and security for fans that are going to the games. That is their job. And unfortunately, it's a bit like a risk assessment. They've assessed the risk of what could potentially happen and reduced the amount of Legia Warsaw fans that can come to Villa Park. And that's what they've done. And to, to kick off in this article about we wanted 2,000, then we got 1,007, we got one fan, we got 800. You cause violence everywhere you go. Like, you are not going to get 2,100 tickets to an English football match. We've saw you passed against Leicester. And it's just disgusting. And then, you know, we're hearing from sort of the, the Villa side of it about um, the, 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 the discussion of the last couple of days before the game of, of where they were going to pick up their tickets. And it felt like there was no... Sort of the, the leisure side weren't sort of corresponding with the Villa side and working together on a, on a way in which they could pick up their tickets. So they ended up having to go in that sort of pen where the away coaches go. And it's just like, 
it's just terrible. Like you, you can tell from the tone of that first article in, in that sort of that went out like a couple of months ago, and just they weren't working with Villa, and it was just an absolute mess. And fair play to the police for saying, you know what, you ain't going in, you're not going. Um, and it was just bad. And even in the old ten, when they're chucking stuff, and they're just thugs. They're literally thugs. Like we've had them on our TikToks, we've had them on our. Twitter feeds, you know, saying all this and that Villa were running and that. No, Villa are going to watch a football match. That is what we're going to do. We're not interested in violence. We're not interested in fighting. We just want to watch football. And, you know, for them fans that have bought knives and stuff, and it's just not good, not good. And, and you know what? I don't ever want to see them at Villa Park ever again. I don't ever want to see Legia Warsaw at anywhere near Aston Villa ever again because they're just thugs. And there might be a couple of fans that are, you know, good fans and, and whatever. But, you know, they need to sort of, like, come together and, and be proper fans. Like, yeah, you've got a good TIFO and you, you can set your stadium on fire and that looks nice. But... Like, sort yourselves out, man. Sort yourselves out because you just look like absolute idiots. Um, so, yeah, I did want to come on and I did want to have a little bit of a rant about yesterday because, you know, it's not good enough. You know, little, little kids go to the Villa games and stuff. And we've got, you know, little kids that come on our fan cams and they don't want to be watching that. You know, you could get a vibe that the police knew something was coming. You could you could just tell the vibe just weren't right for this game. And, you know, their tone of their um, language that they were using on that article, you know, just like feeling sorry. And, you know, they needed to, like, establish that there was X amount of tickets and that's all they were getting. And then all these fans turned up wanting tickets. Like, come on, sort yourselves out. Sort yourselves out. So. Hopefully, there'll be a big ban for Legia Warsaw now. They'll either get banned out of Europe or banned from going to European games. So, hopefully, that's what's going to happen to them. So, any Bournemouth fans watch that thinking, what's he going on about? But, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about Bournemouth now. We've got quite a bit to go through. We've got the Bournemouth uh, tactical pad analysis on their style. We've got predicted lineup, which we'll do as well. We're going to do score predictions as well. And then we're going to have a look through all of the general stats that we normally do on these type of episodes anyway. So, Areola, really impressed. Any Villa fans that would watch our predictions at the start of the season, I said Bournemouth were going to finish 10th because I just felt like he was an up-and-coming coach. He'd done well. He would want to implement his style, his, the way he wants to play. I really rate him as a coach. And I felt like they would just hit the ground running and surprise a few this season. But they haven't kind of done that. They've kind of hit their spell in the last two games where everything seems to be coming together. They're playing quite well. They're playing an aggressive, pressing type of football, which is which is good, which is good to watch. It's exciting to watch. So, you know, the last couple of games, I've been really impressed with them against Newcastle, against Sheffield United. So I think for Villa, you know, it's not one of these where, okay, we've got Bournemouth, we need to, we, we should go there and we should win the game. This is going to be a difficult game. Look, I keep going on about all different games in the Premier League. They all hold their own sort of permutations. Bournemouth won their last two games. So they're full of confidence. It's going to be a really difficult game for Aston Villa. But I think Villa 
will win. I think I think where you'll understand where I think we're going to win is when I pick up on sort of like the tactical side of things. But, you know, it's a big game for Villa because we're flying high fourth in the league and we've got two big games coming up after this in, Ar in City and Arsenal. A win against Bournemouth for me would kind of give our league position a bit of breathing space in the sense of if we lost one of the next two after Bournemouth, our league position won't wane too much. So that's where I think we could be at looking at the league table as a whole. Um, so I think if we can get this one and fly into those two at home, monster games, then yeah, I'm really, really excited for it. So what we're going to do is we are going to have a little look at the uh, tactical pad of um, Bournemouth. So this is how we expect Bournemouth to line up in this game then. So they're going to go with Solanke up top, who's in fine form, a willing runner, looking good to get in behind. They've got Kirkes, who might might play, might not play, um, that, or they might revert to the one that started the last game. Uh, they're playing the back four. They've got two holders in Christie and Cook. And then they've got a front four, in essence, of Tavernier, Kluivert, uh, Semenyo and Solanke. So what are Bournemouth all about at the minute then? It's sort of like rock and roll football, really, in the sense of it's very aggressive. The press is there. So they're going to want to press Aston Villa. The press will be there. They will want to press us all game. They will be coming onto us all game that we're looking to get in behind as well. So back four, I think, is, is, is an OK back four. Um, I think that could be massively improved on. The keepers had a few problems this season as well, playing out from the back, but they do look like they are sticking with this Neto in goal. But they do play fast, direct football. So keeper will want to go long into these channels. He can play into these players with the ball, but really it's more of a, of a direct ball over the top into these players. So that's where they're going to be looking to go long and, and go direct at times as well. Now, what they are all about as well is winning runners and their runners are coming from central areas in that front four. So what we are seeing is Tavernier going into these areas and offering width out there. But we're also seeing Semenyo coming into this area. So Semenyo, if I had to best describe Semenyo's position, think Jolinton a little bit for Newcastle. Very aggressive, very strong, wants to go forward, but also makes these cutback runs into midfield, which drags players out of position. And his physical strength is a real big attribute. Cliver, tricky, pacey, will want to get into these areas, will want to support Solanke, um, but they're all about getting the ball upfield very, very quickly and being quite aggressive. So I think that's their general style of play. Uh, they are going to press Aston Villa, so they'll be pressing, they'll be coming on to us, they'll be moving into these areas. Everybody will be shifting up the pitch, just trying to squeeze Aston Villa and be a little bit aggressive as well. So um, that's how they're pretty much going to sort of set up. That's how they're going to play. But the one thing that Villa fans have got to watch out for is going to be the press of Bournemouth because they are going to do that for 90 minutes, which in turn will bring some 
positive news for Aston Villa in a second. So we'll do the predicted lineup after I've showed you some of the graphics then. So what are their strengths? What do they do then? So I've already mentioned Semenyo, who is a big player for them. So he's he's really going to want to drift into these areas. So you can see he's, he's picked up the ball on the on the uh, the right hand side, and now he's happy to come into that area. He's happy to go centrally, which then makes space and runners that this runner can go through here. We've got a runner now that's coming to overlap and support. So they're basically moving in a circle shape. And then you're going to have runners that can go in behind through there. You've got runners in Solanke there. So the mo the forward motion of how they play is quite impressive. We've got another one here against Newcastle. We've got Semenyo again on that right-hand side. Semenyo is coming inside. And then Solanke is going to make this run through here. And then we've also got Tavernier, who's making up that back post run. And then I imagine this might be Clive as well. So there's that forward four that I've been talking about. Interchangeable, aggressive, going forward, very progressive. Um, and they are, you know, a really good team going forward. Again, they're a good team on transition. Transitionally, they're very good. Newcastle were absolutely woeful in this game. But they managed to um, break through the lines really well. And again, forward runners, forward runners, forward runners. So breaking through this midfield of Newcastle, we they are committing a lot of players forward. Uh, we've got another slide through here. Again, the Newcastle game, breaking through lines, breaking through in transition. And again, we've got runners going through here. So it just shows that if you lose the ball against Bournemouth, they are aggressive and they will play well through that transition. Quite direct, bang, into Semenyo, bang, into Clivert, into Tavernier quickly. And then they are away and then they are working with their shape. We've got, the, again, the high, lot, the, the high ball, long ball, long direct ball over the top. And that's a ball that they do look to play as well, the ball over the top. And then they've got the willing runners like we've alluded to. You know, they're not shy of, of getting players going forward. So, you know, you can see that on that graphic as well. So they've got that long ball. And then finally, what's this one? Yeah, we've got to watch out for this as well. Back post runs. So we've got to watch out for that with Cash and for uh, Luca Dean. If those are the two fullbacks for Villa. Uh, we've just got to really watch out for Tavernier on that back post as well. So... Um, that's some of the areas that I've picked up and, and, and highlighted. So if we have a look at uh, the Villa team, then what we could possibly expect in this game then. So I'm going to go with Martinez in goal, obviously. We'll go with Konsa and we'll go with Pau. Uh, we'll go with Luca Dean. I think Luca Dean's going to play in this game. And then I think possibly it will be... Matty Cash, I can't see us, can't see us going for that formation that we played against Spurs. I just can't, I can't see if I'm being honest. So we'll go with that. We know that Kamara is suspended, so Dougie Louise will be in that double pivot, and then I think it will be John McGinn who will play in that area. And I think it will be John McGinn. We've seen him time and time again. Put him anywhere. He plays. He does a job. He's really good. And I imagine he will be in there. It's important to have a strong, robust 
midfield in this game. It's going to be aggressive. You know, we've got players like Semenyo in there. So we're going to need that bit of aggressive zip about us. Here's where it gets interesting. So above that, what do we go with? I think Tielemans, I think Tielemans plays. So I think Tielemans will be one of those players. Um, it's just that it's just where the other players do go. I think Diaby plays. I, I can't see a reason why Diaby doesn't play. So Diaby's gonna be in there. Um, Watkins has got a slight knock. I imagine it was just a precaution. So I think Watkins would be in there. And then we've just got one more player. And it, it, because we've got Miggin in the double pivot, we've lost a midfield player in there now. Um, so I'll run through a couple of options and you guys in the comment sections can let me know what your thoughts would be. I do kind of like the idea in this game of playing DRB and Bailey. I think that would possibly work quite well. And then what you could have is DRB out wide or Bailey out wide and pace power to, to, to aggressively get through this team of um, Bournemouth. We know they're going to go long at times, so we've got to make sure our offside trap, not a high line, offside trap is bang on, which it probably will be. And I just think against these, pace is key. Trickery is key, and I, and I do see that combination working quite well. But the only thing is, is that when you're making up that box midfield of Louise, Tielemans, McGinn and Diaby, you lose that sort of midfield player as if it would be like a Tielemans or a McGinn. So can we afford to play Diaby and Bailey? Maybe are we going to go with just one? So we take... Bailey out, and is is it time that Zaniolo is going to come back in? Because we know Unai really, really rates Zaniolo. So if we did go with Zaniolo, we could go something similar to this, where Diaby could offer a bit of width. Tienemans would play in that sort of number 10 role with Watkins, and then Zaniolo could be in there. It might be a game for Zaniolo with that, that physical nature of of how they play. I think this game could possibly suit Zaniolo. So my team would look something similar to that, Villa fans. Let me know what your thoughts are. I think it's important that the box midfield of Team and Zaniolo does well against Cook, Christie and Clivert. I think we could possibly win that battle in there with our box midfield. Semenyo coming in there. Louise McGinn can deal with Semenyo, I think, when he's drifting into that area. I think Solanke, I think Conta will have Solanke's number, hopefully. And then we've really just got to watch Tavernier and, and the stuff that he'll do. But from a Villa point of view, we know Villa will want to control the game. Control the game, control the tempo of it, play our possession-based football. I expect Villa to have all of the ball in this game. And we've just got to hope that they don't catch us on any type of transition. And... You know, we don't concede early. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it's going to be that type of game. So that's my thoughts tactically, shape-wise, team-wise. But what we'll do now is we will have a look at the score predictions. Um, we'll have a look at who's top as well. So we've got a no early kickoff, is there? So we've got Arsenal against Wolves. So I think Arsenal are pretty strong at home, aren't they? So... I would go with an Arsenal. I'm going to go 4 0. 
I'm going to go a big Arsenal 4-0. I think... Well, what we do, got going on here? Hold on. Let me log in. Let me log in. Right. Logged in. So I'm going 4-0 Arsenal. I am going to go with a... Luton got their first win, didn't they? At home. Brentford. I think Brentford might nick this 1-0. So we'll go We'll go 1-0 Brentford. We'll go... Oh, look at this for a game. Last chance saloon for two of these, I think. Um, what do you call here? Uh, I'm going to go 1-0 Burnley. Uh, we've got Forest at home against Everton. I'm going to go 1-1. I think that's probably going to be a 1-1. Uh, so we'll go 1-1. 1-1. Uh, we've got Newcastle against United. I am going to go 2-0 two, two Newcastle. I think that'll be 2-0 Newcastle. So save it. This is on our website, by the way, the Villa Podcast. Just go onto Social Hub and then you can do your predictions each week. Uh, make sure you save it and then move on to the next day. We have got Villa Bournemouth. I am going to go with a 2-1 Villa win. I think we'll win this game 2-1. Um, be tight, but I think we can do it. We'll go Chelsea. 2-2. Two, two. Uh, Liverpool against Fulham. I think that's going to be a comfortable Liverpool victory. 3-0. We'll stick a nil-nil in there. Should we have a nil-nil? We'll go full at West Ham nil, Palace nil, and then we'll go City three, Tottenham nil. I think that'll be um, the score for that game. Any Monday night? No, we've got no Mondays, and then we're back on Tuesdays. So those are my predictions for the games this weekend. Uh, let's just have a quick little look at the stats before we... Um, Finish up on this episode then. So we have got Aston Villa currently on 71 points in the whole of 2023 level with Arsenal, which just shows how good of a job we've been doing this season. And that's the same graphic, but in a table. Uh, so this is our head-to-head -head against Bournemouth. We have played four. Uh, Bournemouth got four wins, we've got two. We've played six times, we've only got one away win, and they've got two home wins. Our recent form against them, Villa three, Bournemouth nil, Bournemouth two nil, and a Bournemouth two one. And then we've got the recent form guide here, which is pretty decent from, from both sides, really. Uh, let's have a look then this season. We're averaging 2.4 goals per game. They're averaging 1.1. We're conceding 1.4. They're conceding 2.2 per goal game. So conceding two a game, two a game. So my 2-1 would feel in fitting to that. We've got this graphic here that also backs up everything that I've been saying about how Bournemouth, Bournemouth play. Uh, they are in the fast and direct in the top left-hand side. The bottom right-hand side are the teams who are playing more possession-based, slow, intricate football. So Bournemouth are just sort of in that high, aggressive nature. Bournemouth, you can see the blue is where they're comfortable with the ball. Grey is contested from both teams. And then the red is where the opposition team have most of the ball. So you can see that right-hand side for Villa should be an area where we can really exploit them. And then this is Villa. So Villa in the blue, that's where we are having most of our play. And the red is where the opposition are taking up um, some 
possession against us and territory against us. This is how they lined up in their last game. And then the average positions from this game. So you can see four at the back, the two in that little double pivot role, and then that front four of what we've been talking about at the start of the episode. Uh, we've got their passing network from the game against Sheffield United. So there's a bit of width there. Strong network from Sanessi, uh, Zarabrai and Smith. And then finally, we've got their shot map against Sheffield United, Bournemouth in the black. And then you've got the momentum bar shot by XG as well. So uh, they absolutely battered Sheffield United and Sheffield United were absolutely terrible in that game as well. So it'll be a completely different game when they play Aston Villa on Sunday. So my voice is going. I am going to go. We've got through a lot on this episode. We've got an opposition preview uh, that's going to be out tomorrow. If you can all go and follow us on TikTok. We want to be on TikTok. Follow us on TikTok. Smash a like on this video. Share your thoughts in the comment section down below. Up the villa.